You're listening to the Agony Column News Report featuring interviews, phone interviews, reports from live book events and festivals, and conversations with readers. You can find additional news, interviews, book reviews, and more five days a week at the Agony Column website at trashotroncom agony. I'm speaking with Jeff Vandermeer. He's the author of Shriek, an Afterword, City of Saints and Mad Men, and he's also the assistant director of the Shared Worlds camp. Can you tell me a little bit about Shared Worlds, Jeff? Well, it's basically a teen uh, writing camp. That's what it started out as at uh, Wofford College in Spartanburg, South Carolina. It was founded by uh, this guy named Jeremy Jones, who then brought me in as the assistant director. And uh, it's two weeks, and, and basically the first week the, 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 the teens, 13 to 18, create fantasy or science fiction worlds. They, they break up into teams, and then the second week they write about them. And this, this year we're expanding it so that there's three tracks, an art track, a writing track, and a game development track. And there's a teacher involved with teaching them and guiding them on each track the second week. So it's really kind of cool now because they can actually decide in the first week more or less, you know, what track they want to be on when they start going, getting into their worlds and discovering whether they prefer the writing or the gaming or, or anything like that. So, Well, uh, tell me a little bit about um, the kind of worlds you're seeing these kids create. Are they dystopian uh, uh, hells or, <laughs> or, or, or utopian fantasies? Well, it's interesting because uh, one of the students last year came in having read a lot about the French Revolution and... Um, <laughs> and and that period of French history, and and uh, then other students came in with their own ideas based on what they'd been studying, and uh, so there were some pretty serious discussions about the politics and the uh, social structure and societies of these worlds. So I would say that they actually weren't all that simple in the sense of this is a dystopia, this is a you know whatever, um, and the worlds were large enough that if um, that if somebody had an idea that didn't seem to fit on one continent, they could kind of move it to another continent if they wanted to. So. Um, it was actually fairly fascinating to see them work this out and have so many different ideas about forms of government and all this kind of stuff. And, of course, if they were in a civics class or something, they would be totally bored out of their minds talking about this. But in the context of <laughs> creating their world, they were totally engaged in it. And so they were, they were bringing up stuff that you know, they had learned in class without even realizing it. <laughs> That's a really fascinating approach to yeah, teaching. Yeah, it's funny, too. Yeah, it is funny. Um, so let's see. They spend the first week uh, creating worlds, and mm-hmm. could you talk about how those classes are structured? I mean, what, what does the day look like there in the first week? Well, they have their basic classes, which is to say that the teachers from Wofford, faculty there, lead classes on history, on economics, and things like that, you know, crash courses on various things. Um, and in addition, then there are guest speakers who come in. Like this time, we have Holly Black coming in the first week, and she's going to do a workshop um, the first week that's more to do probably with um, brainstorming and creative writing to kind of get them prepped. So they'll have the, the world building where they, they have the curriculum with the teachers, then they go off and do their own discussion with the teachers just basically monitoring or, or being there if they need them. And then they also have these guest speakers come in and do other things that, you know, help with the world building, but also kind of prep them for the second week. Well, what kind of documents do they produce as with regards to the world building? Are they like outlines or descriptions? Um, we, uh, we use wiki, actually. They mm. create their own wikis for the worlds. Um, and in addition to that, there's probably going to this year be a slim volume of some of their writings, so it might just be the, the exercises in the first, the, uh, first week. The thing of it is, 
they they create stories and they do actually complete work in the second week, but then there's also this additional drive they have to do even more afterwards. And so we don't try to, like, codify in an anthology or anything what they've done by the end of the second week. We give them the wikis, we have, you know, handouts, and we, we make sure that their work is documented. But a lot of them seem to want to continue to do it afterwards. In fact, I think one group even created their own discussion board afterwards. This is really fascinating. Now, tell me about the the three tracks in the second week. You have a creative writing track, so they're presumably they're working on short stories, novels, poems, some kind of a dramatic uh, presentation. Yes, and uh, Tobias Bakel will be um, leading the uh, the workshop for that whole week, and then Will Heinmarch, who has uh, done work for White Wolf, will be leading the gaming development. And I think that the, one of the art instructors at Wofford is doing the the art track, and I'll be there as kind of a floater. Um, and my wife, who had its weird tale, to be there the first week and be providing kind of an editorial kind of a different perspective. And then I'll be there as a floater in the second week to just kind of help out with everything. Now, could you talk about what kind of uh, instruction people on the gaming track get? Do they Are they like writing scripts for games or are they writing, you know, C++ programming? <laughs> they're, they're writing scripts for games. And uh, it's going to be really fascinating because Will was there last year just as a guest lecturer. And it was another it was another fascinating way of like how to interact with teens so they get excited about reading and writing because he led these workshops where he was basically giving them a creative writing crash course but from the perspective of video game and um, uh, role playing game like parlance so he put it in the context of a game that they were familiar with and suddenly they were like oh I understand this concept whereas if you'd come at them with some of these concepts from just a strictly creative writing point of view it would have taken him a lot longer to, to get it or to internalize it. So I'm really excited to see what he comes up with for that track because it's going to also bleed over into the creative writing. And, and um, could you talk a little bit about um, the the third track there, uh, which is? Uh, the art. Yes. What, what kind of art do they produce? Are, are they actually working on digital art or um, paintings? or how, is, how does that work? Well, I believe last 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 year they did both uh, digital and they did stuff on on paper. The thing is, when they're creating their worlds, invariably someone in the team is more interested in the art than in the writing. And so last year, even though they didn't have an art track, we allowed some students to go off and do that because what was really fascinating is in one case they were having a lot of trouble finding coherence for their world. They had a lot of different ideas for the animals that didn't work, you know, together. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. this one woman was this one student was an amazing artist. And one day she just basically drew like 12 or 13 of the different creatures in the same style, and she brought this to the class, and they were like, oh, that's how it all fits together. So it's a very organic process at the beginning, and, and that's, that's also then when, when, again, they find out what kind of track they want to work on, whether it's art or something else. Now, where is this being held? At Wofford College in uh, Spartanburg, South Carolina. And, and how much does it cost? Um, there are some scholarships available, but it does cost, I believe, the uh, current tuition is $2,000. That covers the two weeks, that covers the food, the board, and all of the uh, materials you get when you're there. And what age range are you looking at uh, hosting there? It's uh, 13 to 18, and uh, we have uh, teaching assistants, and we also have people who actually stay in the dorms with the kids. And uh, they get all kinds of outside activities as well. So they, they do get some of the normal things you get from a camp, though. It's funny, this group really likes to do more things like, you know, go go ahead and play more 
role role playing games rather than <laughs> going out and playing volleyball and whatnot. So, <laughs> in fact, I think we're going to can the yoga this year. They didn't particularly like the yoga last year. <laughs> we wanted something that was low impact, but <laughs> we're going to have to find some other way to <laughs> to get them exercising. So, uh, now, uh, could you talk uh, about um, have you how how many is this the second year this has gone on? This is the second year, yes. And, and I'm wondering. Uh, do any of these kids uh, take this out? Um, uh, have, do you have returning students? We do actually allow returning students. I believe we have five or six returning students. I, at my, uh, last I heard, there were 35 students enrolled, and I think five to eight of them are returning students. Mm-hmm. And uh, <laughs> so obviously we're going to have to mix things up a little bit. Um, but that, that's kind of in, inherent to the program because we have different guest speakers every year and different instructors pretty much. And, and Ursula K. Le Guin is involved this year, is it? Uh, well, she contributed to our feature on um, on real cities that seem fantastical or science fictional. Mm-hmm. Uh, though she was really supportive in her email back, not only just providing us with a with a, a short essay on Venice for, for that piece, but but also saying she thought this was a really great idea. And um, it's kind of it's kind of hard <laughs> to argue against. I mean, given the fact that also it's, it's not just the the fantasy science fiction part. It's it's the fact that again they 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 kind of without meaning to learn stuff. <laughs> and they also, because they're experimenting with, with these different things like the art and the writing, they get a real sense of, of what they actually might want to do later. And they get a sense of, oh, wow, some of these things I might actually be able to make a career out of at some point. So, you know, you can see their eyes kind of opening as they go through this process of discovery. You know, it seems to me that this is a kind of uh, program that you could import to high schools that you could set up and, you know, run for a couple weeks at, at regular high schools. Has, has there been any, in, any discussion of that? Absolutely, and we're planning on eventually having a West Coast uh, presence as well. What we wanted to do is take the first two years to document what we're doing and to get all of our ducks in a row and test things, you know, make absolutely sure you know, this is working, this is not working, and, and adjust accordingly before we begin to do that. So the next step, once we've got this established, is definitely to do outreach in that way, because I think it's actually something that would be very valuable across a, a wide spectrum of, uh, of possibilities. Well, uh, the way uh, you describe it, it sounds like, you know, this is something that teachers who are teaching literature, economics, history, biology, sciences in high school would really appreciate because this gets the kids engaged in their subject, mm-hmm. actively engaged. No, absolutely. And, and that's one thing we've talked about, too, is putting up a, a kind of starter kit on, on the website eventually, maybe after this next one, um, that teachers can, can use as a resource for that, even if they want to just do like a, a one- or two-day version, because if it already fits into their curriculum, they've already got half of what they need being done already. So... I've been speaking with Jeff Vandermeer. He's the author of Shriek and Afterward, City of Saints and Mad Men, and he's the assistant director of the Shared Worlds Camp. Thank you for joining me, Jeff. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. You're listening to the Agony Column News Report featuring interviews, phone interviews, reports from live book events and festivals, and conversations with readers. You can find additional news, interviews, book reviews, and more five days a week at the Agony Column website at trashotroncom agony.